Hey everybody and welcome back to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. This is episode 99. Oh boy, guys, we have quite the show lined up today. Um, I have a lot to talk about. You know, it's been such a crazy week since the last time that I hopped on the mic here in this tiny, uh, secretive little Batman room at my brother's house here in Tennessee. Uh, For those who didn't hear last week's show, I'm very secretive, very tucked away and kept private here in this uh, back room. My brother has this room in the top of his house that has like this secret door and it kind of looks like where Harry Potter would be trapped in a sense. It's like a it's sort of like a slanted ceiling and there's a little uh, twin size bed on the floor and you can just picture like little, you know, postcards from mysterious owls tucked under the wall or like under the bed as he questions, is this really the life for me? Is this really the place I was born to be. And honestly, that's kind of how I feel in here. I kind of feel like Harry Potter. Although I have referenced it to be the Batman room. And still here I am comparing myself to an 11-year-old boy. Not even just that, an 11-year-old British boy. So, um, yeah, guys, a lot to talk about today. It's obviously been kind of a wild a couple of days for those who have heard or seen anything at all about the Oscars. And the thing is, I don't want to burn, I don't want to like burn your ear too much about this. Although in, you know, I, I probably will too long, but it's just so crazy what's going on in the world. And I find that what's happened at the Oscars um, has sort of taken the spotlight away from so many of the real world issues. Like the the biggest topic normally every day is Russia and the uh, looming war, the looming World War Three. Um, but then there was just this one sort of strange, awkward, blessed day on Sunday when everything seemingly changed. And we're going to talk about it a little bit. We have a few things to jump into. And uh, first off, hi, and welcome back to the show. This is episode 99 of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. And as you can tell, I'm going solo yet again. I finally got back in touch with Mr. Bat, uh, who is normally my co-host and the producer of the show. He has been a busy, busy boy, you know, and thankfully all is good. All is good. You know, kind of Zorga, don't worry, everything's fine. He's been uh, quite the busy boy back in Germany, and we um, made contact this week. And hopefully sooner rather than later, we can link back up. He's going to be taking a pretty cool trip, um, I believe he said to Scotland with his family soon. So hopefully we can cross paths and, and have some chats here before that, or I don't know, maybe not, but we'll make it work soon enough. Uh, All I know is that everything is pretty much up in the air whilst I'm here in America, at least until I get to New Orleans, and then I know for sure it should be a little easier to get um, some extra people on here. And I feel bad. 
I feel bad because I talked about last week how my goal was to get some artsy fartsies on here since I can't really focus on the immigrant part right now that I would get some people who are more, um, you know, just creative people, some friends with some good stories on the show. Uh, but it just couldn't work out this week. And I, I feel bad because I told you and maybe you got excited about it. I, I had some pretty great people lined up actually. Um, but it just, you know, scheduling and oddly enough, weather has had an effect on it as if we're like some sort of, um, you know, open field baseball game, uh, in the Midwest weather has affected it. And, uh, for those who don't know about, you know, if, for those who don't know about the weather in Tennessee, uh, it's kind of stormy and windy right now in the South. So, uh, the people that I had originally tried to book from New Orleans uh, have some, you know, some other concerns going on because uh, since the climate has uh, changed into its own um, sentient being, there's quite a lot of concern about tornadoes or hurricanes or whatever going on. So people are trying to stay safe and uh, protect their, their families. So, you know, I can understand that. And... That's why I'm solo again on this episode, but don't fret. There is quite a lot to talk about. And like I said before, I want to I wanna talk a little bit about the Oscars. Uh, this, okay, so this was the first, this was the first Oscars I'd seen live in years, man, like, I'm trying to think of the last time I really watched the Oscars live. You know, the thing is, the internet blurs your memories. I think it really does blur your memories. And it makes it harder to remember when something actually happened because on the internet, everything feels like it's kind of always happening. You know, it kind of it kind of makes time like 4D where it's always happened and it's kind of always happening and it always will happen. The internet kind of always blurs reality for me. But there has been, I want to say, man, at least eight or nine years, maybe, at least, ah, at least, at least six or seven since I've watched the Oscars as they happened. You know, living in Germany, you don't get the same channel. Obviously, ABC, it's an uh, American network, uh, and you can't really watch it on YouTube live. I don't know if you have to do a pay-per-view thing. It's weird, so... They make it nice and difficult to watch uh, unless you have that network in your country. Thankfully, as we'll get to later, thankfully Australia had the ability to watch this uh, feed. But yeah, so it was the first Oscars that I had had the opportunity to see in a long time. And I was very excited. You know, it was like an event. It was something to it was something to do, you know, like I got my brother here and his partner and Ify's here. And we're like, you know what, let's let's get together we printed out these ballots to, to vote. And this was like the first Oscars in a while where I'd realized that I just didn't know a lot of the movies. I didn't know a lot of the movies. Um, there was, let me take a quick look at the uh, 2022 Oscar nominations. Yeah, so for Best Picture... Um, you had Coda, which I didn't know about. I, strangely enough, I'd never heard about it, but I have this theory 
that it is, uh, and, and Ify had this theory, that it's it's kind of like an adaptation of another movie that we already know from a German movie. And I think also like a French movie. It's this kind of really regurgitated story that I feel like is another movie. I must have seen it. It's It, it won Best Adapted uh, Screenplay. So I think it actually came from another movie. But it's basically the story, from what I can tell, of a woman, a girl, born into an all-deaf family, or maybe she's adopted into an all-deaf family, and um, they all speak ASL, and there's um, obviously some conflicts and some issues with that, and she's the only one, I believe, that can hear. So, um, you know, she has to, like, join with her family on some some issues and come together and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's, I, from what I understand, it's very cheesy. And a movie like this... Like even the poster of it kind of looks like an like a CW show. Like everyone looks so airbrushed and perfect and sort of whimsical and innocent and it has this sort of vibe of like the most digestive like I, I hate to say this the sale it's but like it's just this seems like this boring sort of Oscar bait selection. You know, it's one of those things of like if you look at like the most Oscar baity things that have tried to make it into the Oscars it's always like, oh, you know, it's the st- oh, you haven't seen uh, the movie Margaret? Oh, my goodness. Well, the movie Margaret is about um, a disabled, blind, deaf, mute, black woman who tries to vote in uh, 1890, but as she's, um, you know, <laughs> like recaptured into slavery, uh, she's, you know, uh, I don't know, raped, and then there's like this, and she has a torrid love affair with a, a fellow um, escapee as she, uh, as she builds, you know, like it's, it's this crazy thing of like all of the things that you wish uh, no one wish, like all the things that you hope no one has to suffer from, all on one person in a story who overcomes like crazy things, or it's about like a real, like the the story of Harriet Tubman, you know, or like. You have some story, and it's not even like, and it's not even a race thing. It's like just the most, like the most underprivileged, most like tortured, beaten type of person, which just unfortunately in real life is African American. So, but you have to think about the most Oscar baity thing is usually like, oh, oh, that movie, oh, about the about the deaf, blind, mute, beaten, disabled, Down syndrome, Olympic runner who has to overcome has to overcome all the odds in order to prove in order to save his hometown you know from from total destruction uh, like oh it's about the it's about the uh, you know the the amputee who rolls his body uh, from Kansas City all the way to New York to stand up to the governor uh, who is putting dirty water in his town's uh, drinking system you know <laughs> it's the story of the civil war no it's the story of the oh here we go the story of the vietnam um uh what's the what's the word uh uh um oh come on this is killing the joke who people who who went to war our our oh come on veterans oh my god it's about a vietnam veteran who you know through his uh, struggling, crippling drug abuse. He becomes a lawyer, and he's gay, and he tries to 
save his his community from uh you know he tried oh he tries to find a cure for his best friend who uh who was previously a lover but has he has to get past he has to grow and learn how to let go of the of the love that he had for them in order to save the community and he's dying he's he's got hiv you know, and he's, uh, oh man, you know, and oh, it's cancer too, and a tumor, and he's blind. And, you know, it's just like all of these Oscar Beatty things, and it's always the same. It's always the same. Like once in a blue moon, you have a movie that is t- like about these topics or around these topics or sort of like touching on one of the topics and it doesn't seem Oscar Beatty, but it's because they have like a real story to tell. And something about Coda, and I hate to say, I mean, I sound like a monster. I sound like a bad guy, but there's something about Coda that just reads um, Oscar bait. And that's what just turned me off about it. I just look at it and there's this there's this dad on the image and he's like this country dad, like a simple guy. I'm just a simple next door guy, but I'm deaf. And I'm, I'm, it's the sound of metal, but about white people. And it's just, you know, um, I'm got to get raise my daughter, even though I'm deaf. And she's like signing like, you know, I love you, you know, like I, even though we have overcome so much and we got to save this town and, you know, Coda. It's so, you know, so that was up. I didn't see it. Don't want to see it. Then you have Dune, which I knew from the beginning Dune was going to be one of those movies. And I said this like six times that night. I was like, Dune is going to win everything except Best Picture. It's just one of those movies where everything about it is so cool, but it's so big and grand and has all these big, huge Hollywood actors in it that they know if they have this, you know, you know, cheap, not cheap, but like, you know, smaller budget, like deaf person movie, they're going to be like, well, shit, I mean, we can't give Dune best picture. We already gave them best special effects and best, you know, adaptation from a book and sound effects and makeup and whatever. And it's like, okay, okay, okay. Um, so they, you knew they weren't going to win that, but, um, I did like that everyone pronounced the director's name, um, like Denis Veneuve, Denis Veneuve. Um, and I don't dare try to pronounce to say it correctly, but I know it's not Denis Veneuve. Um, it's like saying the Louvre, when you talk about the museum um i love how people say french stuff and i don't dare do it because i i know better that's the thing people just don't know better like i just won't think man Denis Veneuve it's just got like the best vision ever man he's just like super cool guy thanks Denis Veneuve and deviled egg dove and yeah didn't well i did see that and it was pretty cool but i knew it wasn't going to win best picture so that's one that I've seen. Then there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven more that I didn't see. Uh, for example, Belfast from Kenneth Branagh. Now, Kenneth Branagh is an amazing c- contributor to the filmmaking world. Um, not only is he a great actor, but he's a great director and he he writes great things. He produces great things. Um, I'm a, I'm a Kenneth Branagh fan. I think he's a talented guy. Um, and I'm sure Belfast is great. I actually have nothing really to say about it. It's just, it's a, a film from Kenneth Branagh and the people in it are English and it looks kind of serious. The only thing I don't like is, uh, this is <laughs> the only thing I don't like is Judy Dench. Kind of, sorry, I'm kind of tired of Judy Dench. There's just some people who have, I feel like you've been around enough 
you've done enough. You can stop now. Nothing on Dame Judi Dench. But when I see her in a movie, I just know it's going to be kind of boring. I don't know. Apparently in Belfast, too, her scenes are kind of short. There's not much from her in there, but still, of course, it's always like whenever you have a a star who has like a six-minute scene in a feature, they're always going to be like, oh, Dame Judi Dench has six minutes of like being really serious in this movie. Let's give her a Best Supporting Actress nomination at the Oscars. It'll be her 40th nomination for an Academy Award and it, potentially her 18th win. It's like, okay, 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 okay. She's She's been around. I don't really want to see Belfast, but I'm a big fan of Kenneth Branagh, so good for him. Uh, then you have The Power of the Dog, which is kind of like just one of those movies that you know that you should have seen because you know that it's probably very good and you like all of the people in it, you like Kirsten Dunst, you love Jesse Plemons, you tolerate Benefit Lumberjack, and you just want to convince yourself to watch it, but you just know it's going to kind of like drag. And part of you think it thinks that it looks a little bit like There Will Be Blood, but it can't possibly be near as good as There Will Be Blood. So you just think to yourself, why would I want to watch like a watered down There Will Be Blood when I could just go watch There Will Be Blood? It's got Paul Dano in it. It's got Daniel Day-Lewis. It's just, it's got all the good stuff. Why would I want to watch a watered-down version of that where Benedict um, Huff Huff and Puff, you know, like runs around and screams in an American Southern accent? Um, Because I like, I like um, um, suck-a-dick piddlesticks, but uh, I like him in in certain capacities. So something about it just kind of like, catches me. I'm like, oh, I don't know, Benefit Lumberjack is in this. and But Jesse Plemons, oh man, but Jesse Plemons, he's such a great actor, such a natural actor. I don't know. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, oh, uh, MJ, the original MJ, she's in this. Maybe. Could be, could be, could be, could be, could be, could be. You know, I don't know anything else from Jam- Jane Campion. I know she won Best Director for this, which is pretty cool. Uh, so maybe it's a great movie. Maybe it's a wonderful movie and I just need to see it, but I just didn't. I just didn't yet. Uh, Then we're going to skip the next one because I want to talk about it last. And we're going to go to Nightmare Alley. Seems like a, let's not dwell too long on this. We know what we're trying to talk to when it comes to the Oscars. But basically, Nightmare Alley has like, you know, Guillermo del Toro. It has like all-star cast. Looks like fun. Also looks kind of cheap. I don't know. But I didn't see it. Uh, Don't Look Up. That's one of the two that I have seen in this entire list. And I loved it. I like Adam McKay. I like his movies. I think he's smart. I think the movie is good. I love, I of course, love the casting. I'm a big Leo fan, Jennifer Lawrence fan, Jonah Hill fan, Meryl Streep fan. Got some great actors in this. And it's a funny movie and it's poignant. And uh, I love it. So go see it. And funny, Amy Schumer made the joke of the Oscars of like, um, they called the movie Don't Look Up because I guess they don't look up reviews which is a good burn. It's a solid burn, but I don't know why so many people hated on it. I guess because it was kind of like on the nose about climate change, but so what? It's good. It's funny. Anyway, then you have uh, the film Drive My Car, which I think is a Korean film. Could be wrong. Let me check it out real quick. Drive My Car... Oh, man, I hope so. I hope I'm right. I think so. 
from bitters oh it's japanese sorry yeah drive my car is a japanese movie um so i heard that's amazing not much to say about that i don't know anything about it i didn't see it but i heard it's great so i kind of want to then of course there's the new paul thomas anderson movie which man you know i (sighs) first off i'm bummed at myself for not having seen but part of me also is afraid to see it because With Paul Thomas Anderson, you really have to, it's really not hit or miss necessarily, but like even the misses still hit enough where you're, you're like, oh, there's such a vibe here, such an energy here, such like good characters here. But I'm sort of, I know it's a long time ago and I know everyone's going to be like, oh my God, Jordan, get over that. But I'm still kind of hung up on Inherent Vice being so bad. It was so bad. Oh, I really, really couldn't get past how much I disliked that movie but then you know like I said before then you've got There Will Be Blood you got Magnolia you got Boogie Nights I mean these movies are masterpieces like they're so good so I get nervous when he has a new movie Punch Drunk Love I love that movie I get nervous when he has a new movie because I don't know it has like a topic it seems like it has a very topical cast like to to cast the heim girl seems like oh well that bands are really you know the bands are really hot topic right now just seems like mm, i don't know i'm nervous i'm nervous about it but it's got you know i like bradley cooper he's in he's in two he's in two of the best picture nominations this year which is pretty crazy and then la- and then second to last we got west side story Steven Spielberg, of all people, basically went back and took a classic musical and redid it. I think it's that cut and dry. Um, And I would check it out. I like West Side Story, so I would watch that. And kind of cool to see Spielberg, like, back back, you know, at the helm leading things as a filmmaker. I feel like he hasn't really done that in a while for some reason. Um, But, yeah, so then last but certainly, certainly, certainly not least, we have King Richard from the one and only Will Smith. Oh my goodness, what a name. What a name, what a weight that that name carries now that it didn't before. I wonder what this strange, strange man is thinking about right now. So let's talk about Will Smith. Let's talk about what happened at the Oscars, shall we? We were watching it. And the awards were going by. Dune was winning everything. Cruella won something. Um, you know, some people were winning <laughs> for other things. And yeah, and then and then you know about an hour and some change, maybe two hours. That was like two hours in. Um, it's time for best documentary. Which of all the best documentaries, I did not see uh, any of them. I didn't see a single of the documentaries. Sorry, I got distracted for a second because I looked under this list and there was the other best actors. And I forgot that Denzel, Andrew Garfield, Benedict, and Javier Bardem were all, were all up for best actor that year, this year. Right. Jessica Chastain won best actress. Right. And Billie Eilish and Phineas performed the No Time to Die song from the movie and they won which was the best part for me. I thought that was very cool. Um, Okay, so anyway, 
So about two hours in, Chris Rock, for, uh, for those who, this is for those who really just don't know. Somehow you don't have in, uh, a phone or internet at all. You didn't watch it. Again, this was the first Oscars I'd watched live in forever. You have to imagine, I'm excited. Everything's going to plan. The hosts are like pretty funny. And, you know, you're marking off on your ballot sheet like, oh, you know, I'm two for two. Or like, oh, man, I got three wrong already or whatever. And all of a sudden, Chris Rock walks out. And, you know, we're talking about Chris Rock and how uh, how good looking he is. And like, oh, yeah, you know, he's just like the best, man. He's so funny. He's such a good guy. He's, he's like a staple of the Oscars. He's going to like, he's going to riff on some people. He, he walks out and he cracks a few, maybe two or three jokes off the noggin, like right at a few people. And it's like, oh, that's funny. And he's having a good time, hands behind the back, glancing at the camera, glancing at the audience, kind of, you know, feeling hot. You know, it's Chris Rock, man. He's a huge star, like a huge comedian. And he's just feeling it. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, front row and center, which of course he's going to make fun of you, front row and center, he looks over at Jada Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith. And uh, for those who don't know, she has a shaved head. I did not know until after this event that she suffers from alopecia. I did not know at all. And perhaps, perhaps Chris Rock also did not know this. So let's just give the benefit of the doubt that maybe he didn't know. I didn't know. I don't follow everything she does. Maybe he doesn't either. So he's there, cracking jokes, and he sees Jada Pinkett in the middle, and he says, um, like, Jada, like, basically, I'm digging the the hair. I'm, I'm looking forward to G.I. Jane 2, which is such an innocent, innocent, simple joke. She has a shaved head. I'm looking forward to G.I. Jane 2, which G.I. Jane was a movie with Demi Moore, where she joined the military, G.I. Joe, G.I. Jane, she shaved her head, Jada Pinkett Smith has a shaved head, I'm looking forward to the sequel. Such an easy joke, such an easy joke. What's the problem here? What's the qualm? Why would anybody even worry about something like that? It's not even his best work. Chris Rock could tear people in, in into pieces if he wanted to. He's a wordsmith. But to just, you know, it's such an easy joke. It's a quick one. It's a quick, it's a throwaway to just move on to the next person and then get to your, you know, get to the, the, the award to get to the, the, the nominations. And so he's there and he makes that joke and you see the, the camera showing Will and Jada and the first little minute, millisecond you see Will is like genuinely laughing, like legs are crossed you know, fingers laced, he's relaxed, and just, (laughs) and then you catch it with Jada that she is not happy here. She is not satisfied with that joke. She is not feeling the G.I. Jane 2 joke. Something is going on. Something's up. Why is she acting like that? Why is she so snippy and pippy and uptight? Who does that at the Oscars? You're on television. It's a joke. Grow up, is my thought at the time. And you see her roll her eyes like, oh, God, this is so annoying. This is so below me. This is like, what? Oh, it's so annoying. And first off, it's like, oh, man, for me, it's like, it's Chris Rock. He's poking fun. He's pushing your buttons at the Oscars. Come on, you're all millionaire celebrities. 
crack a smile. It's fine. You know, get over it. So Will's laughing. She rolls her eyes. And then you hear him start like the next statement. He's like, well, I so." And and then he's kind of, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, you know. Will Smith is stomping up the stairs straight for Chris Rock. And you have to imagine, if you're Chris Rock, you're standing in front of like a couple of thousand of the most famous people on the earth. Uh, Everyone's watching. Nicole Kidman, Penelope Cruz, Javier Bardem, Denzel Washington. Uh, You know, I'm surprised Jack Nicholson wasn't there just for reputation. Francis Ford Coppola was there. De Niro was there. Pacino. You know, Olivia Coleman was there. Uh, You had so many. I can't even, you know, Lupita. uh, You had so many. Daniel Kaluuya. I mean, you had so many famous people there. And he's stomping up the stage. And Chris is laughing. So you think, oh, he's going to like put him into a headlock. Like for fun because they're friends or something. Or like he's going to like pretend to do something or he's going to have a quip for him you know just something like small because you think oh he can't this isn't this is a bit you know it's not serious and all of a sudden he rears back and and he slaps the ever loving shit out of chris rock and you can't believe it you cannot believe what you're um what you're watching you can't believe it hold on a second Hold on a second. Let's see if we can get this here. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win! Super simple right off the bat. Chris Rock's cranking jokes. You got Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz up there on the front left. You know, in front of Jason Momoa. And Javier's laughing his head off. It's such an easy joke. You're both nominated. So if somebody, if one of you wins, the other one can't. Ha 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 ha. It's all good. You're both Oscar nominated actors. It's all fine and good. Let's see where else he goes. So that's the segue into Will, right? He says he's ho- he's praying that Will Smith wins. And they cut to Will Smith, and he's laughing. Now here, Chris has got his hand out. And he's looking over at Jada. Hey, you, Jada. Because he, now he's, he's smart. He's made a joke from Javier to Will, two nominated actors. Cracks a joke at Jada because she's sitting right there, you know? Jada, you're sitting right there. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. Okay? He's got a smile on his face. Now, this is... You're kidding me. I mean, I wish I could show you this. It should be a video podcast. The first nanosecond that you see this, Lupita Nyong'o's laughing. Will Smith is straight up laughing, like full face laughing. And even Jada is smiling at him. But then she kind of sits a little upright in her seat. What's interesting is that she sees that the monitor is on her. And then she rolls her eyes in distaste. Will, by the way, the whole time that she's doing this, is laughing. 
You can see him. She rolls her eyes like, ugh, this is so whatever. And you think, oh, she's a little uptight, but whatever, it's just a joke. And, and Will is laughing. And she rolls her eyes. Chris rocks on the stage. He opens his arms. He's like, what? What? It's a joke. She's got a shaved head. What's the joke? He just can't believe that she took it. So He can't believe that she took it so seriously. He's proud of that one. It's just a joke, people. They are comedians. They don't mean every... Oh, my God. You can see this one's got me fired up. I'm out here. Uh-oh. I'm out here. He's about to move to the nominees for, for Best Documentary. He's about to move on. We got a... Uh-oh, right here. Richard. <laughs> yeah, Will Smith storming up the center. This is so crazy to me. If you go back... Three seconds. Three seconds, man. Like, he's laughing, dude. Like, he's laughing wholeheartedly with no problems at all, but she rolls her eyes. So it's just, for me, it's like, where does this come from, you know? He says, uh-oh, Richard, which I don't know if he's referring to King Richard, like Richard's coming up here, or if he's talking to like a line producer off stage. <laughs> Marching up, storming right for rock. He just keeps laughing, hands behind his back. Of course, you're on television. You're at the Oscars. You cracked a joke. You don't expect anything to happen. Oh, oh, oh. That's quite a smack, isn't it? That's quite a smack. Oh, one more time. This is okay. We got to go back a little bit here. You can't believe this. You just can't believe what's happening. You just can't believe it's happening. It's honestly the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Smacks him across the face, and you hear it on the mic, man. You hear it on that lavalier. It's so loud. And then Will, let me see what the immediate face is when he turns around. Wow. Looks like he's kind of laughing at the first second, doesn't it? Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. And you, you hear that and you think, oh, this is a bit. This is a bit. You know, he's going to say something. He's going to trigger something. But he really hit him like hard. You know, like he really hit him hard. And then all of a sudden, it's very serious. You see Lapita Nyong'o behind him. Poor woman, poor woman. Caught on the most famous piece of tape in history here. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. This is ridiculous. Yes. Okay. So he's livid here. You can see it in the eyes. Got some veins popping here. He's angry. He's very upset here. This is crazy. I gotta go. Man, this is insane. I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. That's the hit. Full swing. Wow. Will Smith just smacked 
professional, keeping it going. You can see right there. He's so he's about he's about to talk to the camera. He's about to move on. He's gonna make some crack like he just smacked the shit out of me. You know, guess I have something. And just as soon as he starts to to change it, you see you see his reaction to Will in the audience, and you see his head turn. And he's just he's I mean he's nervous, dude. His his face has got to be hurting. He's got to be throbbing here. Dude, it's like horrifying. It's horrifying to watch this. Out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. It was a G.I. Jane joke. And you can see poor Lupita Nyong'o back here. She's just, she's sweating. A G.I. Jane joke. Man, look at this guy. And the whole place is dead silent, dude. Dead silent. It's like in school when a when a, a student would yell back at a teacher or something, or if two kids were fighting on the playground, like really fighting with their fists and like ripping the shirts and stuff, and the teachers haven't shown up yet, and you think someone's gonna get a bloody nose, or like you see them just sc- like screaming, these two guys like chests up to each other like gorillas. Even though Chris Rock here is actually just being punished for no reason, but you just like this aggression, this male aggression is so toxic and so insane and so it's so shaky. It makes you feel gross. It makes you feel so icky and weird and sad and hollow and like it's so strange. I can't believe I gotta. Okay, one more time. I'm sorry. This is the wildest thing I have ever seen in my entire life. He's laughing here. Like you just, he's laughing. Laughing, Will laughing. She rolls her eyes. He's still laughing. <laughs> that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay, I'm out here. Oh. Storming up. Chris laughing. It's all fine and good, right? Big smack, loud smack. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Right there, I love that moment because Chris Rock knows he could rip into this dude. Like, oh, he could either use his words to just disintegrate Will Smith and Jada right then on the spot. He's got, he's just that good. Chris Rock is seriously one of the greatest living, like of all time, probably one of the top three or five greatest stand-up comedians to have ever graced our planet. He's a genius. And you can see him right there. I love this. This this moment he has with himself here, looking kind of off camera. Oh, I could. I could. You know, he could. He could. And he wants to. He could just about. He could. Uh, you know, he could. But, you know, you know. Okay. I could, but okay. You know, okay. Ooh, I wish I would have known what he was thinking right there. 
Man, imagine if he'd hit him to the ground. Imagine if it was a woman or something. Like, what would have happened? This is crazy. That was the greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Super good save. Like, just keeping this ball rolling here, you know. And it is. I mean, it's number one. It's number one trending everywhere. It's this. This video alone has like eighty million views. This is. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. He knows it too. I mean, you see, you never. No one's ever. No one's ever done this. And he looks so shocked. You know, he looks so broken. Okay. And then he still had, dude. And then he still has to present. The nomination for best documentary. How are you supposed to go on and present after that? How are you supposed to present after that? And he does. And then there's footage of him. And then there's footage of him presenting. And he, you know, and then the Oscar goes, you know, to whoever I forget. And then Questlove. And then the, all the everyone gets the awards, and he stands in the back. And dude, you see this this video of him standing in the back. Uh, you know, handing the Oscars out. And when he, he puts his hands back and, you know, he has to wait for them to give their speech and you see him glance off camera like, well, like what? Like, well, you know, well, I just can't. This rocks me to my core, man. I don't know if you guys saw what Jim Carrey said about this, but it is kind of sickening. The dude like physically assaults a guy because of a joke. And then he goes on like he was already going to win best actor. You know, they already had it in the cards. So, you know, then they can't, like, kick... I mean, they should have kicked him out or something. I mean, it would have been crazy if they'd kicked him out and then he'd still won Best Actor. I I wonder if they have, like, Plan B sometimes if things go wrong. Well, I think they should have pulled a Plan B on this one and given it to, uh, I don't know, Garfield or Denzel or somebody. I mean, it's just crazy that they... Don't do anything. And it's like, yeah, Chris Rock isn't pressing charges, but should he be the only voice in this that doesn't, should he be the only voice that, that doesn't, you know, uh, I'm like so flustered that I can't even ask the questions that I'm thinking. Like, should he be the only person in charge of this? You know, it doesn't matter if he doesn't press charges, but like what what's going to happen with the Academy? And Will's, you know, apology is kind of like whatever, you know, um, let's see if we have his um, acceptance speech here. I know to do what we do, you got to be able to take abuse. You got to be able to have people talk crazy about you. In this business, you got to be able to have people disrespecting you and you got to smile and you got to pretend like that's okay i want to apologize to the academy i want to apologize to my all my fellow but not to chris rock you're not apologizing to chris rock my friend apologize to my all my fellow nominees um not to the children at home who watch this not to his fans This is a beautiful moment, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crying for winning a, an award. It's not, it's not about winning an award for me. It's about being able to shine light on all of the people, Tim and and Trevor and Zach 
and Sanaya and Demi and Ingenue and the entire cast and crew of King Richard and Venus and Serena, the, the entire Williams family. Um, and you see, I mean, you're looking at the sister, this, the real uh, Williams sisters here in the, in the crowd, they cut to them when he's giving his speech and they almost cut the feet on this because they weren't sure what he was going to say. You know, like when we watch the real slap on actual TV, the feed cut, you're watching it live and ABC cuts the feed and it skips and it freezes. And you're like, what's going on? What's going on? And then it cuts to Will Smith and the audio's cut and you see him mouthing like, out your fucking mouth. And you're like, what is going on? Is this real? Is this really happening? And at the end of his, uh, at his what he's saying when Chris Rock goes back to like, uh, this is the greatest night in the history of television. Then, then everything like resumes as normal, but it's the craziest thing ever. And then he gives this speech, and you're like, "What's he gonna say?" And he doesn't apologize to Chris Rock. He doesn't say, "Okay, that was really out of line." Look, I've been going through something. I'm like, or whatever. You know, he doesn't say. He says, "I'm sorry to the Academy. I hope you guys have me back." But I'm so disappointed in this guy. I mean, that's true, dude. I mean, Art Imitates Life is a great excuse for getting out of slapping Chris Rock in the face on public television, but you know. I look like crazy father, just like they said. Let's forgive him, guys. You're right. Let's give him a standing ovation. Yeah, yeah. He's calling himself out there. Um, no, this doesn't fly. You know, the crazy thing, I mean, you see, and they cut to Jada here with her crazy, it's like, sorry, but Jada has had so much work done, she looks like a villain in a Disney movie. Um, it's just weird. Like, what did they talk about when they left? Did she say, like, I, you know, well, that wasn't really what I was hoping for. You know, you slapped one of the most famous people in the world. And poor Lupita Nyong'o sitting there, like, terrified of whatever he might be saying. And does she, I don't even know what's going on. What, what is, what's the expression on her face here? Thank you for this honor. Thank you for this moment. I thank you on behalf of Richard and, and Orsine, the entire Williams family. Um, thank you. Uh, uh, Hoping Academy invites me back. Thank you. <laughs> Ha ha ha, big laugh, I'm Will Smith, everyone loves me, I'm the Fresh Prince, standing ovation. Oh man, just the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, guys, I had other things I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about going to Nashville and uh, trying to buy pants and with my awkward human shape, but uh, I, gotta, I gotta end it here already. We're already at the time that I gave myself tonight to do this, um, and I really appreciate you being here. I hope I didn't bore you to death about the Oscars, but man, I just it's something that's been on my mind a lot. It's on everyone's mind. It's the zeitgeist right now. It's the trending thing, and I just had to touch on it, and uh, it's freaky, and it's wild, and uh, yeah, I just can't believe it sometimes, so wild. Uh, guys, if you enjoyed the show, uh, make sure, well, first off, if you have an opinion on this, make sure to go, um, you know, send us a, a DM on Insta on Instagram or something at artsy fartsy immigrants. Uh, I'm going to try and make some, some audiograms of this for, for TikTok as well. 
uh, Artsy Fartsy Podcast. And uh, yeah, give us a rating, review, a like, a subscription, a comment, something on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to help get new people to hear this show so we can find some new fans. Uh, it really goes a long way, and I really, really appreciate it. You can also support the show on patreon.com slash jordanprince. Um, we can do um, some nice benefits there where you can like have first dibs on the show. You can have extra episodes. You can be um, you know, zoomed in or FaceTimed or brought in live um, to see the recording, see how it's done, see see where I do it, and when Mo's back, when you can meet the guests and things like that. So make sure to let people know. Uh, thank you so much again. And guys, you know... If you got something going on in your life, physicality is never, it's never the right way to do it. I've learned that myself. You know, I have, um, I have a lot of anger issues and, uh, I know that those, I know where those stem from and I'm happy to investigate myself for that. And this is not this is not the way to do things. So talk to people. Talk to your friends. Talk to your family. Seek help. It's okay. And it's good. It's healthy to seek help. Take care. And thank you so much for listening. Much, 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 much love. And I will be back next week, hopefully with a guest. Bye-bye.